yes, I was saying that we're just one of those, and on one of those tiny little specks in space spinning round, there's us, and within that, within that just small star, there's all of us, billions of people, and each one of us has got an amazing story to tell, and has the double whammy. God created each of us in a special and unique way. And secondly, not only that, he doesn't leave us alone. He travels on our journeys through life with us. And he'll never, ever leave us. And he'll accompany us into eternity. So, although it makes you feel really small and insignificant, it's also lovely to know we have a God who doesn't just leave us to get on with it, but travels with us and guides us. And today we're looking at this passage about Jesus' baptism. And when we look at life, we've just read the Bible passage and we look at the Bible as being the word of God. But like life experience is, is double-stranded, really. We've got the word of God and we've got our experience, our different experiences of the Holy Spirit that guides us through life. So I just want you to juggle those few things in your mind while we just look at this passage. And the Bible is quite sparse, really, in its information of Jesus' early life because we've got, the, we've got the nativity, we've got Jesus' birth, his parents, the Holy Spirit, the shepherds, the wise men, the angels. We get his presentation at the temple, meeting with Simeon and Anna, the flight to Egypt and the return to Nazareth and a brief report of Jesus at the age of 12. But silence for the majority of Jesus' life until he suddenly bursts on the scene at the age of 30 and almost explodes on Galilean society. And now we have Jesus' baptism as reported in, John's go in Matthew's Gospel. And it, it can't really be overstated at this point in Jesus' life. This was the start of the most remarkable happening in the history of the world. And Jesus comes to John and he recognises John. He would have known John, his forerunner, a prophet. But not just a prophet, John, the greatest of prophets. We don't know much about the relationship between Jesus and John. And at first, John is reluctant to baptise Jesus as he says it should be the other way around. But no, Jesus said, it is right, it is righteousness that I will receive baptism. Because when we look at it, Jesus is the incarnation, God in the world. Jesus is the connect between heaven and earth. And we can't say enough how close heaven is to earth. It's Jesus, the Son of Man and the Messiah. And this was the starting pistol for Jesus, where his earthly ministry began. It's interesting at this point to review a few facts. The Holy Spirit was present at the conception of Jesus and the heavenly host was present at Jesus' birth. The Holy Spirit, through, through uh, dreams to Joseph, directed him on the flight to Egypt. And the Holy Spirit was also guiding Simeon and Anna. And at the baptism of Jesus the cohesion of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit confirmed by the approval of the Father. It's, in fact, 
the Trinity working together. Our one God, three in one, and perfect harmony. And you probably think at this point, I'm stating the obvious, and these are things you know already. And that's good. It's great that we know these things. Because lots of Christian teaching becomes obvious. But, and here's the but, we don't always walk the walk. And yeah, and I'm talking about myself here. We certainly talk the talk. There's no doubt about that. And I want to share some stuff. First, we have a, a starting point. It's our starting point. And you might say that might be our baptism. It might be the time when we commit to God. It might be the point of realization of our need for Jesus. It might be, it might be repentance. Because repentance is the heart of John the Baptist's baptism. And repentance is a change of heart and anything else that turns us in a different direction towards Jesus. I had a funny moment a few years ago. Well, in here, actually. It was BC, actually. And that's before Chris. It was, uh, it was when Joe Whitey was... <laughs> it's going back a long way. But it's a testimony to my memory, Chris. I can remember it. Because we had one of those evenings where we had uh, prayer and praise and people shouting out things from the congregation. And uh, you never know what people are going to shout out to you, Chris. But in this, in this, in this particular case, um, I was just going to go home, actually. And I felt this thing welling up inside of me that said to shout this out. And, and you know what it's like when you get to one of these meetings? You feel, oh, I don't think I'll say anything. There's plenty of people who can say things without me having to say anything. But I did, and, I, and what I shouted out was repentance first. Now, I, I don't know why I shouted it out or, or whether it was a word from God or what it was, but it was something that um, I felt at the time. And afterwards, I, I did think about it, and I've reflected on it, because they say, act in haste, repent at leisure. And uh, I've sort of thought about repentance a lot since those days, and it is like a starting point because if we don't need Jesus, we can manage on our own, then we're sort of swimming with one foot on the bottom, aren't we? We're not really pushing off and, and, and swimming properly. But what is repentance? And it, it's probably to do with post-repentance because once we get to repentance, we might end up going to Alpha or we might have a baptism or a confirmation. And, and friends, who, who am I to give advice? But we have to do something at that point, don't we? We have to change and we have to step forward. Or maybe we do the best we can at the time. One of the things about following Jesus is that it's what you could call low risk, high grace. Because I say this as a, a follower of Jesus. It is low risk and it is high grace. But why, why should that be? Because it's because the Holy Spirit is within us, enabling us to serve, enabling us to be ourselves. And that is what I said at the beginning, to be the person God created. That's us. 
ourselves. We are ourselves. And that's how God created us. And he created us for a purpose, to be part of that heavenly plan, I suppose we could call it. But it's not all about us. It's God in us. And isn't that really exciting, the fact that we're not relying on our own strength? We're not relying on something that we've learned. We're not relying on anything, really, but God's grace. And that's why it's, that's why it's low risk and high grace, because it's God's grace that flows through us to enable us to do the things that he's, well, you could say he's ordained for us to do, because although we go through some rough times in life. We go through times which we don't want to go through. And we'd like to turn time back. But we have to go on. And that's why I can't share anybody else's experience. I can only share my own experience. But that's all we're asked to do. We're asked to commit our lives to Jesus. He created us as we are. And we follow him and he travels with us. So whatever, whatever we come across in life, whatever hardships, whatever pain, and it is painful at times, we have that hand, that solid hand to hold on to. And when we're down, he picks us up. When we're on the floor, he drags us to our feet and holds us there and says, come on, I'm with you, you can do it. So let's just finish with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we, we just want to thank you, Lord, that you're alongside us. I can feel your presence, Lord, here now. And I can feel your love, Lord. When I think of it, Lord, there's, there's lots of stuff I'd like to change in me, but I know that it's you, Lord, that know how I should be and how I have to be. So I pray for all of us here, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will just fall upon us and enable us to do those tasks that you've set before us. And I ask you, give us that peace in our hearts, Lord, that although we're spinning around on this tiny little planet, in a huge, huge universe that you've got our back. In Jesus' name, amen.